Well, hello and welcome back to the DCUK podcast. This is season five and it's episode nine. And as always, I'm your host, James Graham. If you're joining me live, well, thank you very much. It's always nice to see some friendly faces. If you're listening to us, then thank you for listening in. It's always good to see you guys listening into the show. Um, Today is all about the win streak. The fact that we're currently on a four-game win streak, it's unreal. It feels very weird, but, you know, we're going to take it. Uh, but also, we're going to be so going to be looking at that uh, Charlotte game. Uh, we're going to be looking ahead to this weekend against Cincinnati. Some bits and pieces in the news that have come out recently. Some good bits, some not so good bits. And then, um, if you've got any questions throughout the show, please do send them in. Um, but as always, um, we're going to start off with a little bit of trivia time because. We like to uh, get your thinking caps on. So today's question, and we always theme it against who we're playing um, this weekend in our upcoming match. It's in the previous two matches against FC Cincinnati at the TQL Stadium. Which player has been sent off? So in the previous two matches against FC Cincinnati at their grounds at TQL Stadium, which player has been sent off? So this person has been sent off. In both the previous two games there, um, it's very, very uh, strange how it was the same player. Um, it is what it is. Uh, but I will also say is that player does no longer play for us anymore. So um, there is that. So get your thinking caps on. If you know who it is, um, please let me know. Um, be good to hear what you think. Um, just don't go to the end of the show um, to find out the answer. So. Moving on, we're going to look ahead at some news. Uh, So it's time to play the news theme. Cool. So some bits that have come up in the news. Um, First things first, we obviously beat Richmond Kickers in the US Open Cup, so... We went into the hat for the next round. They seem to regionalize it at the moment. So we were put into a pot with a couple of other teams. Um, and we are pitted against the New York Red Bulls in the next round. So we'll be heading up to New Jersey uh, next week uh, for the midweek match. And hopefully we'll be coming back with yet another win. Um because, you know, we, we seem to like winning at the moment. So cool to say that. Oh, it's been too long. It's been far too long. Some say 2020 was the last time we were like this. Let's, I hope we can keep it going. I hope we can really keep it going because it's amazing. Uh, so, yeah, so New York Red Bulls in the next round of the US Open Cup at the Red Bull Arena. So we opted out of playing at home. And that was due to a clash with some other games as well. I think that was down to XFL and the um, Washington Spirit as well. Um, nice to see you, Gooner boy. Uh, just got off work. Well, 
what timing is that? How good timing is that? Finish work, tune into the podcast. It's a way to do it, isn't it? It is the way to do it. Um, so moving on to the next bit of news. So uh, recently we've confirmed a couple of new signings. Um, obviously that was the uh, transfer window was a little while ago, but I've not done a show since then. So we confirmed the signings of Eric Hurtado and Christian Dahomey. Um, Dahomey's more is the winger. Um, so backup for obviously being Rodriguez being out injured. So I'm intrigued to see how he does. He seems to have got a bit of flair about him and could be a really good signing actually. Um, so there's that, and then there's Eric Hurtado, which is the strange one. I'm not sure what the thought process was behind that. I know we needed someone else, but he's not really a like for like, um, Backup for Ben Teke or Taxi. So, yeah, we're a bit bit perplexed on that one. But the powers that be, it was a uh, cheap signing, shall we say. And we needed to get someone in just to have that cover there. So I don't think we'll see anything from him. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Um, attacking reforms, I hope it doesn't ruin all of Coup de Pietro's minutes. I don't think it will because uh, we saw him come on I'm sure he came on against uh, since uh, against Charlotte. I don't think we'll see him have a few minutes. Yeah, so he did, he came on in the 17th minute for taxi. Yeah, I don't think. I think it's more in terms of the Hatado signing. He's backup of the backups. He is the emergency backup. Whilst um, Dahomey, yes, I can see that happening, but I think the more likely will be for. Jackson Hopkins, I think he will probably have fewer minutes or fewer opportunities with the fact that Dahomey's he's got more experience. Um, having played for Vancouver, um, yeah, I think that's probably where we'll see that happen. But time will tell. Time will tell. Um, in terms of maybe some not so good news, um, Hannah Jose, um whilst he's been injured, was back in Sweden and then was arrested for assault and he's been charged with assault, but he's now, according to Goffer, who tweeted out, as of today it was, he's no longer under detention. So we'll see what happens with that. So he's still injured. I'm still suspended by MLS. Um, so we'll see what happens with him. Uh, didn't like the fact that we've got extra controversy around the club. Um, yeah. And disappointed because he's been looking like a great little player for us. Um, look good going forwards, decent cross on him, got a couple of assists early on in the season. Yeah, a little bit disappointed by that, but yeah, frustrating, I think, is the word I'm going to use for that one. Um, other things I wanted to talk about uh, was Ben Teke. I'm going to talk about the goal in, in a moment because that's coming up in the uh, the review section of the show. Um, but he's currently joint fourth in the leading scorers at the moment with five goals so far this season, which is great. Um, very happy about that. So he's currently behind Espinosa, who's on six goals, Bawanga, who's on seven goals, and John Morris, who's on eight goals. So he's leading the way. Um, John Morris has had a absolute insane start to the season um so yeah fantastic to see 
and see him playing well because after his injury that he had uh, when he went over to Swansea, that was a really bad uh, time for him. Um, but yeah, Benteke is tied along with quite a few other players who are on five goals actually. So Thiago Almeida, Bassi, João Klaus, um, St. Louis City, Eberbise, Jesus Ferreira, uh, João Calmes. Uh, I'm really going to struggle with this, uh, this surname. Giacomaca, G- yeah, uh, the Greek guy for uh, Atlanta. Um, and Mikel Ure, uh, Philly. So quite a few players on five goals. Um, but Ben has played the most amount of minutes. He's played all the minutes so far this season, ever present. You can't argue with that from for someone who's what 32 years old, I think. Been an ever present 10 games, 900 minutes played. That's it's good going. It's a goal every other game, which I think we'd be happy with if he continued that rate as well. So, what would that be? 17 goals in the regular season? I don't think anybody would argue too much with that. Um, great to see Taxi off the mark as well recently. So, we're starting to get the goals flowing again. Um, but also, Penteki is leading the way with most fouls committed, uh, with and it's quite a long way ahead as well. Um, with let me just find that back up again 35 fouls committed so far this season. Um, next up behind him is Carranza on 26 and Capetti, who's on 23, along with Reyes. Funny enough, all forwards. It doesn't surprise me that with their forwards uh, committing the most amount of fouls, so, you know. But, you know, he's getting himself about the fact that he's up there with the amount of minutes as well. He's played 10 games. Yeah, and it's the kind of player he is as well. He's a big guy. He's going to be backing into the defenders. They're going to fall over. He's going to fall over. There's going to be fouls happening all the time. So, yeah, no surprise there. But also... He's been caught offside the most of this season so far with 15 offsides, um, which I wasn't expecting, to be fair. Uh, so that you can see that he's trying to break the the back line, uh, trying to get a yard of pace. Because, uh, again, he's not the quickest, so it's probably one of the things that will happen quite often. Um, but, you know, and it's a long ball from uh, Tyler Miller as well. So there you go. Uh, interested to hear what you guys out there think about uh, how Ben Teke is doing overall. Um, I think he's he's coming on well this so far this season. It's great to see that again, like he's scoring, he's gaining confidence. I think we're going to see the best out of him. And there was an article um, that I saw, I can't remember where it's from, I can't remember if it was the Washington Post or whether it was on BBC Sport, but um, something about Benteke and what he was saying about himself as a person, um, about moving to MLS. And the thing that, um, that I saw was about the fact that this is the first time he's in a long time he's done something for himself. Um, and he's actually really, really happy where he is right now. And I like that. And I think that's really good to hear, the fact that he's he's come to MLS for his own personal choice and he's happy where he is. That screams a lot about, one, the league as a whole, the fact that um, he's happy to come to MLS and to the fact 
what it says about the club as well and the teammates and the locker room, the fact that he's happy here as well. And the other thing was, uh, I don't know whether you guys might have noticed, but Lewis O'Brien as well, um, said how surprised he is about uh, the quality of the players and the technical ability of players in MLS and how he thinks that not many people in England know about it. Hi, Lewis. I'm here. Um, there's a load of us uh, in the MLS UK community. We're, we're here. Probably just not shouting loud enough. So we'll try harder. Um, Gunnar, what are you saying? Pentagon uh, can be a bit frustrating at times, but as long as he's gone for these 50-50s and his positions to score, can't complain. Very nice to have him in contrast to taxiing Cooley. Yeah. And that's it. That's what I think is going to be so good for us is the fact that we've got Benteke, who's great at holding up the ball, receive, winning the ball in the air. Um, and then you've got Taxi, who's the little whippet, the annoying little terrier, who's running around, trying to jump at people's feet, get the ankles, and um, chase everything down. So the fact that we've got, there's two contrasting styles, but they're two contrasting styles that work well together. So I'm very happy about that. Um, but that's, that's it for the news, but I want to talk about talk about that Charlotte game uh, because it was good and I'm happy where we're going. So it's going to end the news section with the theme. Cool. So the last game against Charlotte, what? What a result. Um, really happy about this one. Uh, it was a slow start um, to this game. Um, we didn't really do all that well in the first 15 minutes. We were being out dominated in, the, in possession. I think that was at one point we were only had like 28% possession or something ridiculous like that. But they couldn't break us down. They did have a few early opportunities. And they genuinely did look like they were going to get the first goal of the game. But we stifled their attack. We were able to block um, a lot of attacks. And then once things had settled down and the ref had given about a million free kicks away, um, we started to get into a bit of a rhythm. And things started to build up and we were making waves. We got a few good attacks in. Um, we were using the wings. I know it's really well in this game. Um, with Nahar and um, it was on the left-hand side. Oh, dear. My net, my brain has given me a blank. I'm going to have to go back to there. Click the lineups. Oh, why is my mind gone blank? Oh, flipping heck. Ah, oh, Santos. Uh Santos uh on the left on the left hand side, Taxi was making some good runs down there as well. It was it was great to see. I'm very happy with the way we played after the first sort of 20 minutes or so. And then we kind of said so we built up. We were gaining the confidence. We started having more possession. We're out possessing our opponents. And then we got the penalty, um, which if we look look at the big picture, uh, well, 
let's put it this way. If we look at it at if none of the other decisions had happened, like again, the ones against crew and other decision, to me, this would have been a really soft penalty. Um, yes, he did clip taxi, but I feel like taxi did go down quite easily. But for the reasons why we've had so many things go against us, it was only right that we had this go for us. So the taxi goes down, we get the penalty, up steps taxi, puts it into the bottom corner. Um, you could see there was some something, uh, one of the Charlotte players is saying, you need to go the side that taxi went, then you saw click going, no, no, it's the other way, trying to put, put off the keeper. But we got the goal, you could see the passion in taxi's face. Oh, great. And then from that moment, Charlotte's attack had died. Um, they just couldn't, they just seemed to, all their confidence was gone. It seemed to drain out of them. And that was bizarre. And then they kind of resorted to being incredibly physical. Uh, so the likes of Benteke were being nipped at. Their burn bound was being knocked all over the place. And yeah, uh, it got very, very physical. And Capetti was one of those players that was at the heart of that as well. And you saw Victor Paulson getting, getting really angry with him. And Getting and giving it back, and that's what I'd, I'd like to see. Um, it's like it's like having Felipe, but an Icelandic version of Felipe, and I'm happy about that. I can, I, I can, I can have that all day. And Paulson, to be fair to him, is actually is one of those players who's come on again leaps and bounds um, over the last few games as well. Since moving to this three-five-two formation and playing that as a centre back. He seems to have done really well. He seems to be dictating a bit of play with his passing and he seems very comfortable um, there as well. Uh, Shadowfax, yo, four in a row. That match was the most fun I've had in like five years. Oh, wow. Okay. That's that's a bold claim. But I'm happy that you are able to, to come with that claim. Five, having the most fun. What was, what was fun about it, uh, about that game? for you what what stood out most for you um really seemed like the team is playing for one another now and you're very right with that statement um and i will come on to that in a very short very short moment and most fun was the orlando 5-3 last year yeah to be fair any game against orlando is pretty fun to be honest yeah um I just want to quickly run through some stats about the game at the weekend. So 41.2% possession uh, for DC compared to 58.8% for Charlotte. So yes, we were down like 72 to 28 at one point, but we obviously brought that back. Uh, we had 13 shots on goal to their seven. We had four on target to their one. The expected goals from all the chances that we created were 2.1 to 0.5. Um, and then in terms of things like the average position of the players and our passing routines. And this is one of the things I wanted to come onto what you were saying, Shadowfax, about the fact that they're playing for one another in this particular game. The passing was truly all around um, between everyone. It was when you look at the, the passing lanes, it was fun, brilliant. And Knaus is actually at the heart of it all. Um, he was. Look, 
the way he was passing around, the people who's passing to everyone. And when you get in that kind of rhythm and the confidence that brings that you're able to go, yeah, I'm going to pass this pint. I'm going to pass it to Birnbaum. I'm going to pass it forward to Benteke. I'm going to pass it to Taxi. I'm going to pass it to Santos. I'm going to pass it to Nahar. I'm going to pass it to Click. It's great. That's, that's the kind of thing you want. That's what I like to see. Uh, my brother and I usually watch each other uh, while we watch, uh, usually call each other, not usually watch each other. That would be weird. Uh, usually call each other while we watch, and he's generally unhappy, supercritical, etc. Uh, this time he's actually happy. Good. That's that's good to hear. I'm happy about that. Um. So yeah. So this was just brilliant. But we need to talk about the Ben Tekka goal, the bicycle um, goal of the season so far. Has to be. Um, yes, he, he got goal of the week, which is great. But that's got to be a contender for goal of the season. And I think there's more to it than just the fact that it was a bicycle kick. So yeah, we got the free kick. The ball comes in. I normally you see the spectacular uh, bicycle kicks, the ones that come over. They're going. The ball's going towards the goal. Overhead kick, and it goes in. But if we, if you look back at this one, and what makes this bicycle kick much better than other bicycle kicks is the fact that the ball is actually moving away from goal. So uh, to get that, to get any power behind it, is a lot more difficult because he's having to battle against the where the ball's going. So the fact that he was able to a see the ball just get headed up into the air to make that decision to go, yeah, I'm going to go for an overhead kick, but three to actually then make that connection as well and get it into the bottom corner. It was just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant goal. So yeah, it's not just the fact that it was a bicycle kick, but it was the fact that there was more to it and the way he was able to actually do that bicycle kick was great. But Pines, I don't know whether you guys noticed, but Pines attempted the bicycle kick not long before that one. I think it was off a corner. And he just completely missed a blessing. It just didn't look pretty. But, you know, at least he gave it a go. And then Pines, fair play to him. He's having, he's having some great games at the moment. He's been absolutely spot on. Confidence is flowing. He seems really comfortable on the ball at the moment. Um, able to cover, get the tackles in. And it's not like how he has been or what he was like last year, where he seemed to... I think he was out for a little while and he just couldn't get back into the rhythm of it. And he kind of just came onto the pitch and just kind of didn't it didn't seem like he was all there really but this season so far he's come in obviously Williams has been out injured uh Heinzak has been out injured for a while um so he's come in and he's really really took his chance and it's gonna be it's gonna be tricky to move him out of the starting lineup now um and to be fair to all three of them, uh, Bam and Paulson, because we've kept a couple of clean sheets in these in this in this run with them three at the back. Uh, we've looked pretty solid there. We've been blocking shots at goal, 
everyone seems to be playing for each other. It's been great. So I'm very, very happy about that, which is weird because I'm always about the 4-4-2. Yeah, we're continuing with 3-5-2. We're winning games. I can't say no to it. And if it ain't broke, why fix it? So, yeah. Yeah, very happy. So the Benteke goal was great. Then we had Jacob Green. And again, this is another part of the playing for one another is I love the fact that it's like the 94th minute and we're still attacking. That was awesome. Uh, Lewis O'Brien, great great run by him down the left-hand side. Sees the fact that we've got Benteke in the box. I know the pass is for Benteke, but he doesn't get to it. Um, and I think it was Benteke. I might be wrong, but I'm sure it was Benteke there. And then it comes back out and you just see Jacob Green there and you're thinking, oh, here we go. My first thought was, this is going over the bar. That was genuinely my first thought. I was like, yep, that's going over the bar. He's looking at the target. But what a finish. In at the near post. Keeper probably should have done a lot better with that. But yeah, great finish. Not sure about the celebration. I think... We, if he's going to start scoring goals, he's going to need to work on his celebration. But the fact that everyone joined in, everyone was together, massive huddle, everyone off the bench, players, coaches, physios, everyone was just so happy for the lad. And it was brilliant. I mean, I was in here just, just screaming, jumping, very happy for the guy. Great to see. And again, it's going to be, one of those things where we just, I want to see him keep continuing taking those opportunities that, that come his way because, you know, there will be, there will be times where he will need to be called upon. Uh, Green running up and hugging taxi was an awesome moment. A lot of camaraderie. Yeah. And after what's happened over what the last couple of years, um, and, what feels like there has been some internal heat um, and tensions to see how everything is coming together now um, is great. And I think that shows, one, the man management of Rooney and how great he is at able to bring in a group of players together. Because you look at what he did at Derby County with what he was given, that he had a group of players who were not getting paid um, who were a bunch of youngsters. They had very limited uh, pro experience, but he was able to get that team to almost come out of relegation with a huge point deduction. I think the man management side of Rooney is key here for it. And I'm, gr- I'm really happy to see that things are... I've seen to almost turned a full corner. But these next few games are going to be the big test. And I'm going to talk about that now. Um, Because the first game in this sort of next mini run that we've got, um, which when we look at it, is going to be a run of looking at the next next four games. Um, We've got Cincinnati up this weekend at Cincinnati at the TQL Stadium. Um, on MLS season pass. Um, so you need, if you haven't got it, you're going to, unfortunately, only get to watch the highlights of the game. Um, 
Oh, yeah, it's uh, our next sort of run of games as well beyond Cincinnati is Nashville um, in the league anyway. And then we've got uh, Philadelphia and LA Galaxy in the next sort of four big league games. And then to round off May, we've also got Toronto at the end of the month in, in Canada. Uh, so this month, we've only actually got two home games um, compared to last month where we had three home games, three away games. One of those was the US Open Cup game. Um, I'm just checking. I'm surprised the uh, Red Bulls game isn't on the list here. Um, so yeah, so we're only going to have, what, one, two, three, four away games this month and only two at home. So this month's going to be a really tough month. We'll see how we'll get on handle it. So yeah, Cincinnati is up next. TQL, Saturday, May 6th, 7.30pm uh, Eastern Time, half past midnight, my time. So again, it'll be a nice little late night, um, but I'm okay with that. Head-to-head-wise, uh, there's been eight fixtures between the two teams. We've won four, Cincinnati won one, and there's been three draws. Uh, so generally speaking, this is a fixture that we tend to do well in, uh, more than not. Um but we'll also be up against some uh, familiar faces in Lucho Acosta and Junior Moreno. Uh, both of those guys obviously were around when Rooney was here uh, playing for us. So there'll probably be a little bit of a catch-up between the three of them. But yeah, it will, it's going to be a tough one because D- um, Cincinnati have played well recently at home as well. So their only win against us was actually the last time we played each other. And that was at Audi Field as well. So we were beaten 5-2 at home, which was a really sore defeat because I don't think we should have got beaten by that much. And it was Cincinnati. And Cincinnati, generally speaking, they're not known for winning a lot of games. But they've come on hugely over the last sort of 12, 18 months. Um, so yeah, Cincinnati at home, they've won five matches in a row for the first time. Uh, and they've won eight games in the last 11. Uh, obviously, as we've spoken about, we've won four games in a row in all competitions. Just as many as we did in the last, in the previous 33, which dates back to May 20. Uh, May of the, nah, it was longer than that, wasn't it? May 2021? Can't be that long, surely. I'll just double check on that. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, yeah, we drawn eight, lost 21 in that 33 game straight, uh, run, which is just crazy. So, yeah, we're obviously doing very, very well at the moment. Um, then we've recorded a longer win streak just once in the previous 15 years. And that was when we won five in a row back in 2018. Um, and that was what was when Rooney joined us. Um, so we, if we can get this win at the weekend, brilliant. That will be insane. Um, let's put it this way. I'm not holding my hopes up too much. Um, and just going back on to Benteke in the previous match against uh, Charlotte, he won 
uh, 15 aerial duels, uh, which is a only the sixth player to have done that since 2010. No players actually had more than 15 aerial duels won. So, yeah. So it's going to be a tough one. Two teams who are in form at the moment for different reasons were in form in terms of the actual more recent run. Um, whilst you've got Cincinnati who are on a good run from the aspect of the home fixtures. I'm just going to check out Cincinnati's recent results as well. So Cincinnati's, uh, they drew their last game against New England away from home. Then they beat Portland. However, they did get uh, absolutely trounced by St. Louis uh, 5-1, which is no surprise because St. Louis have had an insane start of the year. Um, Then to round off the April month, they also beat Philadelphia and Miami respectively 1-0. So they are doing very, very well. Um, that's one defeat in the month of April. So we've got our work cut out this weekend. Then in terms of how they're doing overall in the standings, so they are currently in second in the East. Uh, well, I'll say second, they're joint top with New England. Um, the only reason why they are not top is through goal difference. So... They're on a plus two goal difference, whilst the New England are on plus seven. They've scored 13 goals overall, uh, conceded 11. Um, so we've actually had more goals in our game so far, and we're now in a positive goal difference. Yeah, it feels like it's been a while since we've been able to say that. Uh, probably after a good run of games, and we've scored 14 times, um, conceded 13. Um, they said since that his home record is five wins out of five so far this year. So there needs to come a point when that needs to turn around and there needs to be another um, number in that, in those three columns, apart from just the five, there needs to be another one in there somewhere. Hopefully we could be the team to inflict that. So let me just go back. Yeah, uh, the current DPs are Brenner and Abina Nuobodo. Uh, but Brenner is currently on his way out of the club. Uh, he's moving to Udinese in Syria. Uh, congratulations to Napoli, who um, this evening won their first title for 33 years. So fair play to them for that. Uh, so you got Brenner. Um, I don't think he's re- featured recently either. So it'll be interesting to see if he features this weekend. Uh, they've got a couple of players in their under-22 initiative in Marco Angulo and Alvaro Barriel. And then they've got two generation Adidas players and Joey Akponanu, uh, who's a defender, and Roman Salentano, who's a goalkeeper. Uh, so be it, except interesting this weekend as to what happens. It's going to be an incredibly tough game for us. I do think the win streak does come to an end this weekend, but I don't think it's through a defeat. I think it will be a draw. I'd be happy if I'm proved wrong and we win. But realistically speaking, I think it's going to be a 1-1 draw. Um, Because it's just my gut feeling on this one. I don't like not predicting wins, but for my head, it's saying 1-1. I'll be happy. Um, if If we don't get beat, it'd be great if we win. I'll be absolutely elated. 
with that. Um, they've yet to beat us on their turf as well. So let's just put that. Um, so there is that side of things as well. So we can use that as a psychological advantage. They'll really want to be um, beating us this weekend. Lucho obviously will want to beat us um, and Junior will want to beat us for their own reasons because they're former players. But I think the way this one's going to play out this weekend is I think we're probably going to pack the centre midfield um, because you're going to have except the likes of Lucho Acosta who will be wanting to run the game. And if we can keep him quiet and picking the ball up from deep rather than playing the ball higher up the pitch, we'll stand a really good chance of getting a positive result. I think we've done that before. Um, when we look at the um, this fixture, so at TQL last year, that's what happened. Lucho was getting frustrated because he had to go deeper and deeper and deeper to get the ball, so he wasn't able to make as much of an impact um, in the attacking third. So if we, can keep, if we could do that again, that would be brilliant. Uh, but yeah, 1-1 for this weekend. I'd love to know what you guys think out there, um, what the score is going to be. And yeah, we'll see who's right. I hope I'm wrong. I hope we win. But yeah, that's it. Honestly, I think it's going to be 1-1. Um, just moving on to a question that I did get um, sent over to me. Uh, by Eric, who is a DCK member. And that's the opportunity to actually say, do come and join us. Um, we have a Twitter group uh, where we chat. We discuss things, obviously club, uh, other bits as well, uh, like how to get the docs in. Um, so there's that. Um, but we just chat all sorts of stuff. Like how Leeds are probably going to go down this year and... Why have they chosen Big Sam? Why did they sack Gracia? And what were they thinking? Um, and all sorts of other things as well. How Arsenal are bottling it. So, some good chat in there. Especially on game days. It's always great. Um, we always have fun on that. Uh, but yeah, Eric uh, sent a question in saying, which players do you see benefiting most from Rooney as the manager? Um, he thinks it's Pines and Benteke. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree with Pines, definitely. Um, I think Benteke will get uh, some benefit. I'll also say that it will be primarily the youngsters who will get the biggest benefit. Uh, the likes of uh, Ted will be seeing a huge benefit as he's had actually a good amount of game time so far this year. I'd like to see Jackson Hopkins a bit more, but We'll see what happens. There's obviously reasons why he's not being picked as much. Uh, sorry, good boy. I had to mention about Arsenal. It's true. They are bottling it. Um, but yeah, so far the biggest uh, visual benefit so far has got to have been uh, Donny Pines. It's been fantastic to see how well he's been doing. So... Yeah, for me, generally speaking, it will be the youngsters who obviously get the biggest uh, benefit. Um, anyone in his doghouse? Um, I don't think it really is. Because you look at the camaraderie between all the players, as, as we've mentioned throughout this episode. Um, 
I've just seen a comment come in from Boy. I'm not happy about that. Don't bottle a playoff championship. I'm watching you. Um, it's, uh, yeah, as, as I was saying, the camaraderie between all the players has been fantastic so far this season. Um, I genuinely don't think there'll be anyone in his doghouse. Um, or if we do see it, it's not, if there is anyone in there. I don't think there is. I, I, I genuinely don't think there's anyone in the doghouse. And if there is, we just don't see it. And that's fine. As long as everyone's together, they're showing how it's they're working hard, everyone's there for each other. I mean, you look at the way I think I think it was on one of the first team reports um where they were talking about how Pines made a tackle on one of the Orlando players and everyone's running over to him to congratulate him for such a good tackle. It's little things like that that make a huge amount of difference. And I think that's where, again, I think going back to the which players do you see benefiting from Rooney as the manager, that's from a team perspective as well. And the fact that he's, as I mentioned before, he seems to be such a good man manager, that's really come through. So I think that's going to be the big thing. Yeah, nobody in the doghouse. Um. Uh, it's really unfortunate that we struggled to develop him for the past couple of years uh, about Pines there because physically he's such a beast. Yeah, I mean, he's such a big guy. Not as big as myself, but if you know me, I'm a little bit a little bit taller than Pines. Um, but yeah, I, it always amazes me actually how quick he can run as well because he just seems to get around the pitch just insanely fast for someone's, for such a big frame. Um, yeah it's just crazy um, but yeah that's about it um, for for a couple of guys there that uh, weren't around for the trivia time question at the start of the show let's remind ourselves what that question was which was in the previous two matches against FC Cincinnati at the TQL which player has been sent off in both matches Uh which player has been sent off in both matches at the TQL and the previous two fixtures. Now, as I mentioned before, this player has not is no longer playing for us. Um, and on both occasions, it seemed that he got sent off and then kind of disappeared a little bit and didn't play much more for the rest of the season. So any wild guesses out there, please do get them in. Um, let me know what you think. Because I'm about to reveal the answers. If you want to pause to think, pause pause the show now. But in five, four, three, two, one, the player who was sent off in the previous two fixtures at the TQL Stadium between FC Cincinnati and DC United is Moses Nyman. Moses Nyman was sent off in both fixtures. And when I was looking at this, I was thinking about what question to do. And I thought this was a pretty good one. Um, yeah, Moses Nyman was sent off in both fixtures. It, yeah, wow. Absolutely wow. It's crazy, isn't it? To think think of that way. But yeah, he's now what on loan at RSL, um, getting fit, uh, minutes in the Monarchs, uh, their B team. 
Yeah, I would have uh, liked to have seen them do a bit more, but you know, it is what it is. And that's it for this week. So I appreciate um, Guna and Shadow coming joining in in the chat there. To everyone who watches this show, after the fact, thank you for watching. Do remember to give this episode a like. And if you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do subscribe. Um, and if you are subscribed to this on podcast and it's through Apple or whatever means that you can leave a review, I'd appreciate a huge review. So we'll end the show there. I appreciate everyone watching. Please do come and join DC Night Kingdom as well. Um, if you want to support in this show in any way, you'll see a link in the description. Um, beautiful, beautiful merch. Um, we've just launched a DC UK, I said just the raccoon jersey, which is fantastic. A few people have bought one already, so please do. It all goes towards helping the show, funding everything that goes towards it. Um, so that'd be great. So yeah. That's it for now. We'll see you next week. We might even have a guest. Until next time, Van Wash United. Still want the act, not the ghost.